Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Hey everybody, I am TJ Majors, spotter of the 88 Cup car, the 7 Xfinity car, and the 29 winning truck, usually when I'm not there. (laughs) (laughs) Brett Griffin, spotter, Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler. This weekend, just Clint Boyer, man, we're road racing. Xfinity Mm, guys are in Iowa. Yeah, you guys are ditching me, and I have to go to Iowa by myself. This is BS. You want to go to Sonoma? That's right. I really like Fat Cat, and I haven't seen him in a long yeah, I was time. Yeah, say so. you made fun of me all weekend, so we're broke up anyway. <laughs> mm. so, well, if you show up to the racetrack without your hard card and your spotter bag, there's yeah. a problem. That was not good. That's like a bad dream. <laughs> you only need two things at the racetrack as a spotter: a credential to get you where you want to go, and a radio, and a radio to be able to talk well, to people. And I, I get there, and I got neither. <laughs> And so I walk in the NASCAR truck, and I don't even know if we can tell this story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. I walk in the NASCAR truck, and I'm like, hey, guys, by the way, we land at 940, right behind Dale Jr. and TJ. Got to be there at 11. And uh, long story short, Clint's plane broke, and my spotter bag was on his airplane. Well, his airplane was in Wichita, Kansas. I wasn't in Wichita, Kansas. So I get to the racetrack. I go into the NASCAR hauler, and I'm like, hey, I need to get a paper pass to go in the garage to get a spotter pass to be able to get to the roof to do my job, they said, that's going to be $330. That's ridiculous. I was like, are you me? I don't have $330. And I was like, uh, I just need a pass. And they were like, that's going to be $330. I was like, I'm not working today. I'm getting ready to call in sick because I don't have $330. Mm-hmm. They ended up working the system a little bit, and I got a pass for a fraction of that cost. 330 that's bucks. That's just that's ridiculous on so many levels because people know who you are. Yeah. You're not trying to like <laughs> screw anybody. Right. Yeah. You're just like I need to go do my job, well, I forgot it. I think there's a way that you should be able to look up and see that you have one. They did. And their whole thing was you you lost your hard card, it's three hundred and thirty dollars. I said, Oh no, I know exactly where my hard card is. It's in my spotter bag in Wichita, Kansas, which will be here when the plane is fixed. It's still $330. I guess what's happened is crew guys were taking advantage maybe of that I system. I can see that. But nonetheless, I was like, I don't have $330. So now what are we going to do? I just need a little bitty sticker to get to the roof. Yeah, I don't <clears throat> I, I don't know why there shouldn't. There's got to be. There, people have got to know that sometimes 
freak stuff happens. You walk out, leave your hard card on your dresser or something. It shouldn't cost you three hundred dollars to leave your hard card. At yeah, home. no. We went Normally to, you can get it within a day or two mm-hmm. or something. Or, For sure. Or, yeah, we went so. to Lake of the Ozarks all week and uh, had a had an absolute blast. One of my favorite places to go. TJ's been before. And Clint's plane left to go get work done on it, which we didn't even know was going to happen. Otherwise, I would have kept my spotter bag with me. Hence, your communication the, is key. Text. Yeah, that's what I told you. <laughs> communication is still key to life. Uh, his pilot didn't communicate that the plane was freaking leaving where we were. And then, of course, just like anything else, it goes in the shop. Well, of course, they find things wrong. It doesn't get out on time. We end up chartering another plane. It was a complete show. I, I, I kind of blame the pilots on this a little bit. Me too. Because almost every time we get off the airplane and we, we pack up or whatever, they're like, all right, they check to make sure every bag's picked up and you don't forget anything. They've come running to the plane before with, you know, a phone or something. Hey, somebody forgot this. And, yeah. I mean, who – I don't know. To me, uh, to me, the pilots were sleeping on that one. So what, Racing Electronics then hooked you up with more radios? Racing Electronics, literally, John Levesque just flat out hooked me up with everything. <laughs> it was like I didn't even forget my spotter bag, other than the fact that I forgot my spotter bag. And you didn't have your snacks. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will say, Racing Electronics has always been like that. Anytime, uh, they've always taken care of the spotters. That's their business, obviously, too, yep. the team yeah. and the spotters, but... Um, awesome. They are uh, very man, good Justin, about coming through with the radio read. Well, the printed up Thank stuff. Thank you so much. What's up? My, I've always had a saying that a lack of planning on your part does not, not constitute right. a crisis on mine. And I was in full bone crisis mode <laughs> with 45 yeah. minutes to get everything right. But. That's like waking up and looking at your clock and practice starts in 30 minutes. Yeah. And you know you're not going to make it or something. or you, It's yeah. bad. It's yeah. a bad It was deal. weird coming through <clears throat> the uh, – the garage this weekend, and I ran into both Hamlin and TJ, and I was very startled because I haven't seen them in the garage in like we had breaks weeks. though. Well, yeah, but and I was you, like, "What are you yeah. doing down here?" We had breaks. What are I you saw doing? you Where strolling. You? I never know what garage. you're doing in there. <laughs> yeah, we're normally on the roof from like eight till five or six o'clock at night on Fridays. So maybe if you came to the roof and strolled around there, you'd see. You should it. come visit us. I Why should don't come you? visit on the roof. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm doing my job. <clears throat> where's so the, we. Where, where's a good roof she should visit? Kentucky? <laughs> no. Jokes. Jokes. So let's talk about the roof for a second. Michigan this week puts coolers on the roof with some waters and ice in them. Yep. How nice is that? That's that's multiple times this year the tracks have done this. Yeah. I'm hoping maybe, uh, not to name any tracks, but Kentucky, if you could do this, <laughs> it would be awesome. Kentucky Speedway has the most – you know how you, you get to school and, and somebody wins that most improved award? And in order to win that, you kind of had to suck to start with <laughs> because if you're already good and you get great, you're not going to yeah. win it. But if you suck and you get good, you can win yeah. most improved. Kentucky Speedway has an opportunity this year to win most improved. Yeah. Should we tag them in this podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Who sends out these podcast look, tweets anyway? They don't even tag us, and we're in the f***ing show. The roof, the roof isn't even that big there. The roof's not even that big. There's only a little bit of shade, and normally – What's the best spotter stand? I mean, Daytona's Daytona. Pretty, yeah, Phoenix. Daytona. Phoenix is actually very well, well, well done. They yeah. bring up buckets. They cut off the bottom of 55-gallon drums, like um, plastic barrels. And fill them with ice constantly throughout the day. We we don't need we don't need you to buy drinks for us or whatever. So we I will bring. So should come to Daytona. Yeah, it's nice. Daytona, say hi. You got to come up there and say. Are you coming to Daytona early? It's actually just a good view too. When are you coming? I to think Daytona? I'm race day only. Yeah, I, oh. I love Daytona, but it is hot as hell. It so is hot hey, as forty hills. Another thing about Kentucky is there's only one spot of shade, 
And normally, and it's right under where this TV, where this camera is. Everyone's normally, hovering there. <laughs> no, we can't even get under there because there's this little chubby dude that gets there before everybody that sets up a camera. <laughs> he is, man. And he hogs this asshole. whole space. He sits in this lawn chair and has this camera that doesn't even move, and he just sits there. What an idiot. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Exactly. And he takes about. up the whole area under there. And I'm like, dude, it's 200 degrees. You mind giving out? No. No. Yeah. No, I'm in shade. Yeah, I'm in shade. <laughs> what TJ call him a chubby dude? Well, he is. There's this chubby dude. Well, it's a little chubby dude. I don't know. I got, we, we keep talking about roofs. I got a question. There's this. There's this drug that we've all heard of. Why do they call them roofies when you want them to be on the floor? Why wouldn't you call it a floory? <laughs> you stole that. I did. I don't understand it though. <laughs> I don't know, Josh. Look it up. Why are they called roofies? Never. I'm not looking that up. <laughs> Have you ever taken a roofie? No, I've never done drugs. Did y'all see the picture Josh put in our group me yesterday of the Zima? Uh-uh. Or Zima's making like a major comeback? For the summer. So, just the summer. So Millicore brought them back for the summer for a limited time. Oh, um, they own that? It, well, yeah, they own the – it. I think they had. I think they were producing them over in Europe. Okay. And then they brought them back for a limited time here in the uh, summer. Yeah. And they were actually – so Will, my roommate, and I were at um, Davidson Beverage Company yesterday, and there were, there were two Zimas – and <laughs> left oh, in the uh, in the cooler. Nostalgia. So it was awful. It was. <laughs> it tasted so bad. I gotta find one. Elliot tells this story about how he has no idea how he got any girls in high school or college because he would he liked Zimas and he looked like such a like a tool drinking them. Yeah, it's mean, like I love the taste. You of them. gotta love the fact that we're talking about drinking Zimas in high school. <laughs> That's legal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Zima's and Cisco, the preferred drink for underage drinkers. Are you sh- me? They both Cisco. went away. <laughs> I went to this 10th grade party, had some Mike's Hard Lemonade. It, it honestly tasted like Sprite, but with 10 times the amount of sugar in it. What was yeah. the other? There was, was Zima, Mike's Hard Lemonade. What was the other one? Smirnoff Ice. Oh, yeah. Oh. That was like oh, lemonade. What was that thing <laughs> if you like clank someone's beer with it, you had to like chug it? Yeah. Or is you that ha- any beer? That's you, any beer, that's but any beer. like yeah. if you got iced. Oh, the iced. <laughs> so Surprise yeah. somebody with a Smirnoff I'm older than y'all, but like Boone's Farm. Oh, Boone's Zima. Farm. Two buck chuck. Cisco. That was the underage drinker's choice, I guess. Boone's Farm I didn't was do disgusting. that stuff back then. It was kind of a like jerk. wine coolers. It's a jerk move to do that to somebody's and beer, James by the way. Wine coolers. Oh, yeah. Because that ruins a whole beer. Yeah. It, it <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I do. Whoever does it to me, I put my thumb over the top and I spray it all over them. <laughs> Vic- and I'm Victory like, Lane. go ahead. I'm going to get another beer. If you want to do that again, you can smell more like beer. So, we. Uh, so, TJ, <clears> you didn't brush your hair this morning. What I did happened? with my fingers. You mm. fingered your hair? <laughs> Look at mm-hmm. your hair. Is it bad? It just looks like you woke up. Only thing about TJ is, it's just his neck hair. I know. I'm I'm actually gonna try to get my hair cut this week. He needs to get that shit lasered. No way. It doesn't hurt. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Would you get lasered? You can get like your legs. You can get like your legs, but that did not answer the question. Armpits? So did you get we your armpit laser? just left Michigan where it was hotter than the ninth level of hell. I am trying not to make <laughs> you shut up. It was not hot at all in Michigan. Oh, it's it gross. was not. It was very moist. It was, it was so it was humid. It just hung in the air. And Kristen's hair you know on race day looked amazing. <laughs> it was huge. The hottest part was during the Xfinity race when the sun came out and uh. it got it raised up like twenty degrees. Oh, that yeah. was bad. That was Woof. bad. Raining on your armpits, your lasered <laughs> armpits. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> You guys are ridiculous. You brought it up. Yeah. So we're going to go into spot on, spot off, because it talks about Michigan. <sighs> All right, ready? God, 
spot on, spot off. Brett, you're going first. The debris caution on lap 181 in the cup race. Spot off, period. I, I mean, this this thing had a lot of things wrong with it. Tony Stewart pointed it out on Twitter. Dell Jr. pointed it out. I was told on his video, post-race video, we which I think is cool lot. that he does that. Uh, number one, where was the debris? Number two, it's irrelevant. Number three, why did it take him five laps to pick it up? Like, what happened – for five laps. I mean, we had a multi-car rat wreck that we cleaned up in three laps. So to, to, to the point to a lot of guys who have a lot more sway in their opinion than I do, like what was the point of all these stage racing? I honestly think we had such a phenomenal ending to the Xfinity race with that late, late race restart. The cup race, it was impossible to pass. Probably the worst racetrack, worst tire combination we've had in my life, and I think they were just trying to make it a good show. Well, apparently, you forgot about Indy and that tire that blew out every 10 laps. Well, that was more entertaining than this. Uh, yeah. So, I'll go spot <laughs> off as well. We raced with a cowboy hat on the racetrack for numerous – My Del Jr. tried to hit it. He tried to move it down the track one time. <laughs> I can see him doing that. He literally – I don't know how he didn't hit it, and he went by, and it didn't even move. <laughs> didn't move. So we kept racing, and um, I, we got to – we're not – now we have debris cautions, and we have stages. So before we – these stages are supposed to help with this stuff. I mean, I, unless there's a big chunk of metal laying in the racetrack, I don't care about a piece of debris laying up by the wall. Like, we always get debris cautions for the wrong reasons, it appears to me. My question, though, is why five laps? What were they doing for five laps? Have you not watched some of the safety people before? <laughs> YouTube the videos. They trip all. No, they I were don't. tripping for five laps. Listen, <laughs> I don't know why I took A caution should not take more than three laps for debris. You get the leader behind the pace car. You open pit road the first time, lead lap cars. You open pit road the second time for the lap down cars. One to go at the line. Yep. And then you race. Yep. So, next. Yep. Spot on, spot off. Denny's excessive burnout after the Xfinity win. He won by .012 seconds. Spot off. I mean, have you not won before? Jeez. I was just annoyed in general. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad. Kristen was not annoyed. <clears throat> Kristen was pissed. I have never seen a cup driver do an excessive burnout in an Xfinity win. This guy, Denny Hamlin, I think a lot of him. He's super talented. He's got a Daytona 500 win. He beat a rookie in the Xfinity race, and he did a burnout for a complete mile blowing out the quarter panels yeah. of this car. Like, what in the world? We got we to gotta stop this. I mean, I, number one, we got a first-time winner last week that barely spun his tires leaving a pit stop right. and, and doesn't do this crazy celebration, does, a honestly, a very traditional um, – I don't even know what parade lap kind of yeah like yeah. like man this is Blaming. great I'm really enjoying this I don't need to do some long burnout and blow the quarter panels off my car I'm really gonna I'm gonna high five everyone down the front stretch and appreciate this you know and um I don't know I mean it, let's talk about celebrations a minute okay when you won back in the day mm-hmm. you couldn't celebrate in terms of blowing motors blowing rear quarter panels blowing out crush panels. Because you might want to race that car next week. You might want to use that motor again. Well, back in the day, they had to. Resources were so limited. When you won the race, man, you politely won the race. And and now, I'm all for a dude celebrating, especially his first win, second win, big wins, you know, Coke 600s, Daytona 500s. 
But for Denny, a guy who's won a ton of cup races and obviously a ton of Xfinity races, a very accomplished racer, to go out and do this excessive burnout just tells us they're hiding something. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, and Denny's won way bigger races than this. This isn't, this wasn't. Michigan Xfinity race? Come on. I mean, it, and barely beat a rookie. Yeah. I mean, I think you break. can. Yeah. Freddie Kraft was spotting for William Byron because our friend Earl had uh, someone in his family pass away. Uh, and so Freddie was doing Bubba Wallace full-time in Xfinity. So this was Freddie's first race with William Byron, first race obviously with JRM, and he lost by a foot. He's never won an Xfinity race. I was wanting to see William win the race, but also for Freddie, man, I was like, man, this is going to be cool. And when he took such a big lead, I was like, he's got it. And then, God, yeah, he didn't get it. He overdrove three. Yeah. That was heartbreaking. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Honestly, honestly, that was the best thing that could have happened to William Byron right there. And the way he handled it. Oh, my. How classy. Yeah, I, Williams, he's got a bright future. I'm looking forward to it. It's cool because William's kind of like a, he's a mixture between, like, how he handles things like that. He, he reminds me a little bit of, like, Dale Jr. and, like, Jimmy Johnson kind of at the same yeah. time. Like, yeah. he, he's a good mixture. Of, if you were going to handpick a guy to go in the 88, would you handpick him? Or would you, you say he needs another year? I definitely – I'm always for the two-year plan in Xfinity. I think you need to go to these places twice before you get stepped up there too early. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, unless you go and get in the best equipment. We work for Ryan Blaney. Uh, what's he on, year two? Well, well he, he run – you know, he, he run ran, the truck deal. Yeah. Then he run a limited Xfinity, limited cup. Yeah. But here's the deal with the Xfinity stuff. They sandwiched him between two cup guys. One is a champion. Yeah. So when you can go to the racetrack every week and you got a you got a champion and another guy that's championship caliber. Yeah. If you're switching off with them, you're in good stuff. Right. You're getting good info. It's not you all year giving the same info. I think that's definitely a. I think that helped him honestly. Yeah. No pressures of winning a championship. Right. Learn as much as you can from these guys. Yeah. And they're gonna fine tune that car too. And I think Ryan did a great job in that. But you know, it's Williams fun a watching. very smooth race car driver. He's very smooth. He's made a few. Uh, he's made a few rookie mistakes, but nothing huge. Yeah, nothing crazy. Yeah, no. super smooth. Ugh, sorry, spot on, spot off. Jimmy Johnson signs three-year extension with Hendrick and Lowe's Home Improvement. Is he going to win eleven championships? <laughs> <or> Ten? Jeez. <laughs> I mean, it's very possible. Eleven. He so if he goes to 2020, what's that get him? Three more years after this? Yeah. Yep. I mean that's so. He's 11. 42. Josh, how old is Jimmy? 42. 42. Getting her done. Two wins this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's the only Hendrick guy to win, which is hard to believe, considering how dominant Hendrick's been in, in years past. There's a lot of really good guys that hadn't won yet. Spot on, man. Jimmy Johnson, Lowe's. Did Lowe's announce an extension to match this, or just Jimmy? I thought it was just Hendrick. Jimmy's won so much damn money, he probably doesn't even need a sponsor. They can just Jimmy's going to sponsor himself. Extended. Yeah. Lowe's extended. Jimmy That's Johnson awesome. driving the Jimmy Johnson 48 car. <laughs> yeah. You, you got uh, – I mean, Penzol did a seven-year extension with Logano this year, I think. Longest one I've certainly ever heard of in my career. Uh, it's good to see these guys getting re-signed, man. It's a big deal. Yeah, I agree. That's – honestly, I hope Jimmy wins two or three more championships just to prove his legacy and how lucky we are to watch him race. Yeah, I mean, my only struggle with Jimmy Johnson's legacy is why is he not our Tiger Woods? Like, what and, – and it's too late now on the PR like side. Tiger Woods at his greatest or yeah. Tiger Woods now? No, no, <laughs> Tiger Woods at his greatest. Not um, 
don't know where I'm at. Tiger Woods with flat tires. I think he's too. I think he's too neat and too um too perfect. Yeah, but I think he's, he's too, not. I mean, he doesn't. You don't. He's not. He, Jimmy's not walking out of shoe shows. <laughs> but I mean, he's falling off of golf carts. That was way back in the day. It's. But that's <clears throat> when you needed him to yeah. be the guy. Like, but he but he wasn't the guy. The then. PR team back then failed miserably. This when, guy should have been painted as this guy's going to be <laughs> the. I mean, Joey Logano got here as sliced bread, the best thing since sliced bread. Mark Martin called him, and he had that PR buzz. Jimmy Johnson gets here. There's no PR buzz even after three championships. Jimmy's PR buzz was the turn one wreck at Watkins Glen in the in the Bush car. Yeah, but honestly, Jimmy didn't have a lot of success then, so there wasn't anything to pump up. Yeah, but he had success when he got here. He definitely – and it, it – I just ran. don't understand where from a branding standpoint – his brand to me is awesome, but from the team standpoint, like, this guy should have been Tiger Woods. How, somebody missed it somewhere. Because Dale Jr.'s Tiger Woods for a lot of right reasons. But this yeah. guy should have been Tiger Woods Jr. I think it's cool they have it – they do it in their different ways, though. Like, Dale Jr. is like that because of what he is to everybody – how he handles every situation, yeah. not because he wins every week on the racetrack. But, but still, Dale Jr.'s persona and personality is everywhere in our sport. Jimmy's yeah. is not. He's, it's very suppressed. To me, Jimmy wins. You know, Jimmy's always won more on the racetrack, but Dale Jr. wins away from the racetrack more than anyone else. Yeah. I mean, he he's funny. I mean, I'm glad he's on social media stuff I mean, now. Jeff Gordon, dude, same deal. You know, yeah. California boy. <laughs> Gone indie racing, you know, gone open wheel racing. He gets was here. Tiger for in the nineties. He there was. For he a was while. a media darling, and yeah. and Jimmy could have been too, but some somebody missed it somewhere. I don't think Jimmy Jimmy never really had any good. You know, Jeff would get in some fights every now and then too. Yeah. Jimmy never really had that. He was like Josh said, he was just too perfect all Jim, the time. Jeff Gordon took us to Hollywood. He took us to New York. He took us mainstream. Uh, he also took you to the Wall at Phoenix. <laughs> he took me to the Wall at Phoenix. <laughs> But I mean, he what, had, an, what an idiot! <laughs> but he had some fire, you know what he I mean? Did. He Jimmy, did. Jimmy, uh, he's a, yeah, he's Jimmy chill. never makes the wrong decision to get in a bad situation. Yeah, when he Jimmy wrecks, he wrecks by himself and then saves it in practice, yeah. and, then yeah. he, and then he wins a race in a backup. And then so and these other guys, they get in altercations on the racetrack. Jimmy's just, he I mean, seems Jimmy, always afford Jimmy, that. Jimmy wins a championship two years ago and does a complete reenactment of the Hangover with with two of his buddies, Kyle, his, his tire guy. And Earl is spotter. That should have been on TMZ or something. Like yeah. I just never, don't understand why he he didn't the media didn't gravitate toward him because yeah. this guy is. I mean, honestly, if you know Jimmy, he's a fun guy. Yeah, but he's just the media is so he's so perfect in everybody's eyes. Yeah. So I don't know. I never. I, I love to snow ski, and I had never drank before or during snow skiing. Really? No, because I loved it, and I was all like, I got to be, you know. Bodie Miller or whatever, and we I, I happened to be in Snowmass and, and Aspen when Jimmy and them were out there, and they were all out of bed and take patrol shots and hit the slopes, and I was like, holy <laughs> diamond hit a tree. Some of the best days. But like to <clears throat> TJ's point, he's a fun dude. I just don't he understand is. why he didn't great dude become man. more of a media darling. You know, some of the best days were when Jimmy Elledge and Jimmy Johnson lived next to each other. That that was a. <laughs> <laughs> big combo. That was a bad combo, but it, it was you could it literally. Shane was, was like, "We're getting married. We're leaving the lake." <laughs> when when one would have a party, it was a two house party. You just walked back and forth between the two houses. Yeah, Hornaday raised him guys, man, and he's. I mean, Hornaday raised Harvick. He raised Jimmy. That's one thing that I wish I was here for more. Would was some of Hornaday stuff because I've always heard great fun things about him. Yeah, there's probably 
skeletons under his house. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Sorry, spot on, sir. spot off. Hornish back in the 22 for both Iowa's and mid-Ohio. Um, you know, uh, I got to go spot off. Uh, this is an opportunity for a young up-and-comer to, to, to take the reins here and show some talent and show some promise. This is a – this is a rookie's chance to shine in the Xfinity Series when you take all the cup guys out, basically. And now, you you know, this is the chance to put, like, um, Roush has that Majeski kid running it at yep, um, yep. Memphis, or where, not Memphis, uh, Iowa. Yeah. So that's – Tom, Tom Majeski. They're giving this kid a chance to shine right here. And this kid's a short track racer and probably going to be pretty good. So, you know, I, nothing against Sam Hornish, Indy 500 winner, accomplished racer himself. Um, mainly in Indy cars, struggling on the cup side. But, you know, I, to me, I, this is where I bring some kid in that's been running some ARCA or something or done, doing something, uh, you know, just an up-and-coming guy, and you plug him into these races. I don't understand the whole Ford relationship at this point with, with Bubba Wallace. You know, here's a guy that's locked into the playoff in Xfinity if he just runs the rest of the races. Here's a guy that could get into this 22 car this weekend and potentially win at Iowa. He's not a road racer, so you can have him in Sonoma. You can let him practice in Sonoma, let him do whatever. But this is a guy that I would have flown in for the race at Iowa and put him in a Ford and give him an opportunity. He's never been in equipment that can win week in and week out. This is an opportunity to Ford, for Ford to place him in equipment that we know can win, and they didn't. So I'm, I'm with TJ on this, man. I don't understand this Hornish move. Obviously, yeah. he's going to go run well. Old Hornish would wreck it. New Hornish may not. I don't I mean that. I'm not gonna lie. If, if I'm if I'm Penske, I am calling somebody like I'm gonna go get the kid that's got the hot shoe now in the truck series. I'm gonna go put Briscoe in that race. He just ran Gateway, almost won it, almost won Texas the week before. There's a lot of choices that make sense. I mean, I, I'm gonna go get Briscoe or somebody like that to run this race. Yeah. So. All right, we're gonna take a break. One Man Financial is hosting a contest. The race to Whiskey River Sweepstakes, and this is at Dale Jr.'s house. Mm. Grand prize winner and a guest, three nights in Charlotte. Go-karting with Elliot Sadler. Guided tour of Whiskey River. And this Whiskey River has a jail. It has a hospital. It's got a saloon. Hotel. Hotel. Motel. And a church. And the grand prize winner of the whole thing is going to get three laps around Charlotte Motor Speedway with me and you (laughs) (laughs) with Dale Jr. And there's a lot more cool stuff too. Where do you go to? How do we enter for this thing, TJ? To enter, you're going to go to onemainracing.com and click on giveaways tab. Upload your photo demonstrating why you love racing. You have until July 31st. Or you can go to race2whiskeyriver.com. That's race race2whiskeyriver.com. I would not wait. I would try to enter the sweepstakes right now. I think you can win. Also, at One Main, you can tweet them using the hashtag Whiskey River Sweepstakes. Man, this is going to be awesome. I, this is one of those things that you're going to win something you li- literally cannot buy. This is one of them things where Elliot and Del Jr. get sick and I drive the car. There you go. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Subject to official rules at racetowhiskeyriver.com. Must be 21 to enter. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. 
All right, guys, we're going to go into fast lane. I'm going to give each of you a topic to debate, and we're going to alternate who responds first. Each of you will get 30 seconds to voice your opinion on the question, and then whoever responded first will get a 30-second rebuttal. We need a fast lane button where it's like, fast lane. Yeah. Rebuttal. <laughs> Let's just get Josh to do the sound about- <laughs> Josh, that's fast pissing. That's not fast uh, lane. That's champagne, <laughs> oh, according to this Champagne, thing. not fast lane. You know what would be awesome? If Josh just randomly pushed sound bites throughout the show over there, you know, when he didn't like something, I would be over there like, yeah, but, yeah. You should just do that. <laughs> no, no, a, that a dying that, guy. Hey, that's what that's what Josh sounded like last week when he rolled his ankle in yeah. basketball. That's what I look like at Lego Ozarks for. Josh three days. refused to wear his walking boot at the racetrack. Why? Josh, 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 you got hurt. Yeah. Why? Oh, he did. Um, oh, we didn't talk like, about it. No, I, it was close to tears. I felt bad. Did you land on somebody's ankle? Yeah, rolled his ankle. You landed on a foot. Yeah, basically we were going up for a rebound. Who were you going down. against? Boss man. <laughs> Dell Jr.? Yeah. Listen, I'm not going to lie. You tried to kill Dell Jr.? You ass. <laughs> try to, no, I didn't try to do anything. I, I tried to get the ball, and I came down on my ankle the wrong Josh, way. Josh, you could hold in. your hand up, and he can't even touch the top of your hand. Listen, you I'm not going to lie. You <laughs> Del Jr. was guarding him, and I was playing point guard. I took every chance. I, I would just throw it down there to Josh. It, you know, I wanted to see what was going to happen. And two out of, like, the three times, Del Jr. ended up on the ground. <laughs> it was the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen, man. Oh. I had to help him up twice. And then Del Jr. hurt Josh. <laughs> and then Josh went up for a rebound, and I'm guessing he came down. I mean, honestly, I don't know why you jumped, because have you ever seen him jump? Neither have I. So. <laughs> no joke, though. He sent me a picture of his foot, and it was gnarly. Like, So I sent him to my sister-in-law, who's a foot and ankle surgeon. Yeah. And she straight up put him in a boot, and she refused. he refused yeah, to wear the racetrack. Yeah, so um, The boot, though, is huge. He looks yeah, like the Terminator. I look like a freaking Megatron over here. <laughs> Transformer. Make sure you like get there. in a ski boot. Make sure you get there a little early tonight so we can hit you with that needle. That's funny. <laughs> We got Josh has to ice, ice up, son. All right, fast lane. First question, Brett's first. Kyle oh, Busch spun on lap one of the Xfinity Series race on Saturday. <sighs> then he drove way too fast down pit road, clearly breaking the speed limit of the of pit road. He did get a penalty for speeding and entering pit road when it was closed. Both penalties put him at the tail end. Should the penalty have been more severe for the excessive speed? This is the most excessive speed I've ever seen mm-hmm. on pit road. Straight up. The most excessive I've ever seen coming barely. I'm going to guess he was running 150 miles on the I told I told our guys to watch out because I was so afraid of something, a, a right rear going flat or something, him spinning right there. Yeah. I mean, it could have happened. I saw David Hoots, who calls our races the next day, and I said, David, if I wreck today, can I run 200 miles an hour down pit road into my pit box to save time to fix my car? And he said, I wouldn't try it. Um, this, this has to be dealt with. Josh, I haven't even got to talk about it. They talked <laughs> hey, about it. Hey, man, 30 seconds. Give me, give me, it's not give two me, minutes. Give me seven more. You, they literally didn't do anything to him. Tail end of the longest line is not okay. Gigantic fail on the race director's part for not penalizing that. We've penalized people for speeding up five mile an hour to beat the pace car, and we've held them for one lap. You're letting a guy that continuously gets away with with stuff that, you know, to me, life lessons that should have been taught a long time ago. He's never been reprimanded enough for what he does. Wait a minute. So, so TJ let his team know that – uh, Kyle was coming barreling down, and you didn't let us know. Coming to you, Spider. <laughs> uh, sorry. Coming to you, guys. Watch out, guys. <laughs> Watch out, crew guys. Really sorry, guys. You okay, crew guys? <laughs> coming to you, pit crew. Um, 
there has to be – they should have held him five laps. They should have parked him. This was – I've never seen anything this successful. One lap so. is not enough, in my opinion, right there. No. It was too, He's going to get one lap back. That was, that it was, was crazy. Dangerous. Yeah. What if one – like, what if our, like – our gas man was out there blowing well, off the. No, I mean, what if the left front blows That's and ridiculous. it hooks him into the wall? I mean, it just he wrecked. He had damage. Uh, he could have got a flat tire. It's possible to happen. I know Kyle's going to sit there and say, "Hey, my, it was safe. I was, I didn't feel anything." But you never know. Hey. So the quote <laughs> is, I actually uh, screenshotted it and stuff. So after the race, in in a poker story, he goes, "This is quoted from Kyle. The car was the biggest piece of out there, and I made something happen with it." Bush said. That's what happens when you put a driver like me out there. He is so arrogant. He is he is so in love with himself. So that does <laughs> you if you don't drive like that, you don't have damage to have to could dig out of that hole. So, you know, you probably don't know this. Did you know that Kyle Busch's spotter decided to go down and tell Joey Meyer that that was their fault? Yeah. No. I didn't know that. That wasn't yeah. that one. So yeah, Joey, I mean, the that's why Joey Meyer. The twenty-two was there. Joey Meyer Twice. tweeted later. Joey Meyer tweeted later that night. Is like it's bad day when you know when someone comes out and says it's your fault. Like, yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out Kyle. In Kyle's eyes, he said Brad should have been more patient. Kyle would have done the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah. When has Kyle Busch ever not taken a run that he had? I like Hirschman, but he he's drinking the. F- Cool late if he believes that. That's ridiculous, yeah. man. I, I mean, enjoyed I, how loud the cheers were when he spun. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to tell you all what. That when he passed, when, when Blaney passed Kyle Busch at Pogano, that place erupted. I couldn't hear like, it. it he, he, maybe his quote, he's just playing a villain and he's not really that arrogant. <laughs> yeah. I will say this. Uh, I could actually hear the crowd when William was passing for the lead and stuff as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah that was pretty cool to hear. But anyway, back to the bonehead. Um, yeah, that's a little arrogant and stuff, too. What a d- Yeah. <laughs> Which was your favorite win of Father's Day weekend? Nemechek, Denny, or Larson? TJ? Nemechek. You know, <laughs> I've watched John Hunter drive the last several months, and he's been driving very desperately, and he's been making bad decisions. Um, <clears throat> but I'm glad to see a truck like that get a win. Um, I like seeing I like seeing guys in, in un- underfunded equipment. <laughs> make waves and, and make it happen. And it was cool to see him and his dad in victory lane. So hopefully this can help them keep rolling for the rest of the season. I mean, two, three different scenarios, two different scenarios. Denny and Larson both have kids, so it's cool they won on Father's Day weekend. But I think it is cooler that Nemechek won. Here, here, here's the thing, though. They're almost out of money. There was a lot of talk that they wouldn't even be able to run this race. So for them to get there, be able to win, obviously win enough money to get to go to the next couple, like – I mean, we're we're to a point in the sport where guys that are extremely talented, like Bubba Wallace, like John Hunter Nemechek, don't have the funding to race. That needs to be a topic of conversation to generate some some potential sponsorship for these guys because that's a big deal. Yeah, it's and you know it's good to see he won a won the first stage too, and <clears throat> you can see it in his driving. I'm hoping this. I feel like he's been driving too hard when he wasn't driving that hard. He was finishing. You know, second, third, fourth, fifth, blah. I mean, he was running. And he's good. not in the greatest stuff. Let's no. be honest. Now at Texas, he's in. He's harding guys' doors, and they're coming up the track and wrecking them. You're making your own luck when you do that to you somebody. Yeah. So hopefully, this relieves a little bit of that pressure, and he can go out there and knock out some more top fives. The first road course race of this year is coming up in Sonoma. Will we see a new winner come this weekend? Another new winner. I got to say, yeah. I mean, this is one of those wild card weekends. I mean, you look at guys, Clint Boyer, Jamie McMurray, A.J. Allmendinger, 
there's a lot of guys that are capable, Kyle Bush, that are very capable of winning that haven't won this year, and this this probably their their call to victory lane, I think. Yeah. Whoever is in turn nine when the, the when the coach comes out for a shop rag is gonna probably win the race. So keep that in mind. Whoever is shop in, rag. Whoever is in turn cigarette. nine. There's a cigarette in yep, turn ten. That's, Put it out. <laughs> that's how Kyle Bush won this race a couple of years ago. Yep. He's in turn nine. There's a there's a literally a, a rag. There's laying. a fart on the racetrack. <laughs> and Put it out. He oh pits. He, he hits pit road as soon as he crosses the line. Caution comes out. He cycles to the lead. Yeah. So, And you put Kyle Busch in the lead. Unless he blocks twice, you're not going to get it back. No. I'm I'm, I'm uh, already answered. You, I don't done? have a rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Truex Jr. and Kyle Larson are neck-to-neck in the point standings. Kyle leads by five. Larson has three stage wins and 13 playoff points, while Truex has 10 stage wins and 20 playoff points. Jesus. Please explain oh, to the man. listeners how important these stage wins and playoff points are. Do we have to call Martin Truex a starter instead of the closer? You know they call Harvard the closer? Is Martin Truex the starter? Because he wins stage after stage after stage. Um, you know, I it, I don't really know how these playoff points are going to pay off at the end. We're I gonna, do. They're going to be a big deal. I mean, it's going to be a big deal, but it, yeah. I don't think we're going to see how big of a deal it really is until we wipe the slate clean and they get that point sitting there. Then it's going to be, you know, I, then it's going to be a bigger deal. So these 20 playoff points that, that Truex has accumulated, they go on top of his points. So we reset the points, then he's plus 20. So he is basically going to have one race that he could sit out. That's how many points he's going to have by the time this playoff thing gets here. He may have enough stage points to take him all the way through to Homestead. I mean, that's what everybody is racing so hard for in these stages. Finishing second through 10th gets you regular season points, but winning these stages gets you playoff points. These two guys are almost going to have a bye in the first round because of these playoff points. That's a big deal. Yeah, that is. I mean, it, you're right. It could carry him through at least a, a handful of races. He can uh, he can start it off and have – and afford to have some bad luck. Yeah. So, and knowing Truex's luck, he probably will. So he's probably. Yeah. And here's <laughs> no. my, and I mean, here's my two, just to elaborate. Like when you're racing right now, you're racing 39 individuals on the racetrack. If we have a full field, when you start the, the playoff, you're not racing that many people. You're racing 15 guys. So to have that big of a points cushion to a guy like, just say, who's won? Blaney. Who who won, right? I mean, he has some some points, but like that big cushion is going to carry him a long, long way. Especially when you look at dudes that may not win at all to get in. They may not have. You could start with zero playoff points. Yeah, I mean, um, Elliot's crew chief made the decision this weekend in Michigan to um, sort of take that of playoff gamble. point. Yeah, to big to gamble. Absolutely, because that playoff point is a big deal. I mean, us the seven probably has the most. What do you got? Probably seven or eight playoff points in Xfinity. I really don't know. You get five for winning a race, one for winning a stage. Elliot's got three stage points. Um, it, they're, they're a big deal. Period. The off the wall topic: Mayweather and McGregor are scheduled to fight on August twenty sixth. The odds are heavy on Mayweather since this is traditional boxing. If McGregor pulls out the upset, do you think there's going to be a rematch? <laughs> no, there's no rematch here. I mean, the 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 gambling is like Mayweather minus 750. That means you got to bet $750 to win 100. McGregor was like plus 580. So if you bet 100 and he wins, you win $580 plus your 100 back. This is – I don't even understand why this is a big deal when the odds in Vegas are that that big. 
I was I read something online that you know uh, who's going to win at that point. Uh, yeah, I read something online that um, McGregor's trainer knocked him out. Like they were doing the whole sparring thing and his trainer, because they slapped the piss out of each other, that they were doing this deal and his trainer knocked him out. Like if he's that soft, Mayweather will kill him. Mayweather is not going to lose this fight. No. He's already – so if he wins this fight, he becomes – the only reason Mayweather's fighting this fight, in my opinion, is that he is going to break a record by doing it. He's 14-0 and right now if he <laughs> – Mayweather's the first guy to make it rain. He definitely has made it rain. But if he wins this next fight, he becomes 15-0, and and he's the only guy to ever do that. So, And he's already trademarked it. All right. We're going into hashtag AskDBC, where producer Amish Josh has chosen a few would questions. Would you let Mayweather hit you one time? Just pow! Would you let him – not you, but would you let him hit you? I mean, a jab or a sp- – Like for money? I mean, maybe a jab. Money? No! Just in jab. Maybe a jab. I mean, we talking fist or glove? Glove. I'd probably let him jab me once. If, if I get to hit him back, I'd do it. Yeah, he's mean, a little bitty. He's he's a little bitty dude. He ain't big as Case Kane. Mm. I was in a club called Jet. Yeah, but he's all muscle. Well, Case Kane's muscle. What are you trying to say, man? I don't man. think I don't think Floyd's that strong. I saw him in a club one time. He's about five five, one hundred ten pounds. He was in Jet. And he had a god almighty, the biggest security guards in America with him. But he made it rain. He can't defend himself. He don't have to. He's a yeah, worth let me tell you, Floyd's, Floyd's he main lives thing, in Vegas. <clears throat> Does he really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Floyd's main thing is his speed and quickness and stuff. You can't hit him. No, you can't hit him. No. When's the last time you've seen Floyd get real hurt? He mm-hmm. They don't hit him. No. When he you, literally sits there and waits for you to make the mistake and just takes advantage of it the whole time. You swing, he twerks. It's crazy. His fights are the worst fights to watch because he, so does, he doesn't fight. That Pacquiao fight, he didn't even swing at Pacquiao anyone. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Chris. At Lacey Bazinet asks, with Xfinity drivers only winning two of the 13 races, do you all think there will be another cup driver rule change next year? I've already said it on here. Yeah. We won't see any? I think we'll see some in Xfinity. I don't think we'll see any in truck, but I definitely think that there's – I don't think we'll see any in Dash for Cash. I think we are we got another rule change coming, Lacey. I am all for this, by the way, as well. I'm, I'm excited to – I think something needs to be done to where we get these full fields of kids in there and stuff instead of kids and Elliot. He ain't a kid. Well, I mean, Algar ain't a regular. I mean, regular. Regular. I mean, Algar's been a cup driver. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't Annette, mind Annette's those been guys. a cup driver. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't mind a veteran being in there that's running the whole series. Right. Yeah. That's declared. Yeah. yeah, like that's declared for that series versus but, cherry picking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At Hey Jason Schultz asks, what's the next step for the Cup Cars Aero package in 2018 to produce better racing? Michigan wasn't very entertaining. Is there was, is there like a love sign on y'all's paper? It's right a there. W. I thought it was uh, a, like a oh, rock a, out, rock was, out. Oh, I thought it was like <laughs> woo. He was editing. Raise your lighters instead of wasting more. Well, what's the you question? Change your your handle to Hey Brett Griffin. Hey Spotter Brett. Hey Brett Griffin. Hey Spotter Brett. <laughs> what's the next step for Cup Cars Aero hey, package Spotter? in 2018? For sure. I was entertained by Michigan. <clears throat> Were you drunk? Yeah, that that was. The oh no, yeah, I was asleep. I was talking about the Xfinity race. <laughs> oh yeah, even the Xfinity race. It was entertaining because guys were up out of the group, but that's not Michigan. That's not the track that we're used to having. There was one lane, and you had to pray that you didn't get loose or somebody got you loose. It's the widest racing groove, the widest racing surface with the most narrow racing groove. It, yeah. What a, that used to be. It was like Rockingham on steroids. You could run anywhere. It produced a great race. It was it was like a bigger honestly, Atlanta. Honestly, it was cool because there was some bumps on the bottom, and on sticker tires, you get your car handling real good. You get down there, 
And then as the race went on, you moved up and up yeah. and up. And yeah. then the guys that were really good could still run the middle. If you're listening to this podcast, take what I'm about to say and send it to Atlanta Motor Speedway. This is why you don't repave racetracks that are great. Atlanta is great. If they repave it, it'll be just like Michigan. They will ruin it. Do we, not <clears throat> pave freaking racetracks. Stop it. Yeah. You're we, ruining them. We should have just vht the groove yesterday. And then they ran that tire monster around there for two In weeks. In the groove. That didn't do anything. In the groove. Didn't do anything. Yeah, it didn't do it. Well, yeah, running it. Idiots. Running it. Run the, running the tire monster in the groove does. It's stupid. That's that's the most pointless thing I ever heard. Yeah. That's like that's like VHT in the groove. Why but, would you do that? Yeah. They're running the tire monster at some other tracks we're rolling up <clears> on, too. I'm not going to say because Kentucky might get mad. But they're, yeah. uh, they're, they're trying some things. I mean, maybe VHT was the answer for this weekend because that track sucked. The tire sucked. Everything about it sucked. I'm not sure. You'd go out there on 20 lap tires and run your fastest lap wow. of the race. You know how much VHT that would That's be upon Michigan? Normal. <laughs> That's a lot of VHT. But it's not normal to run that fast nah, on a man. lap 20. Like, come on. We took we contemplated us taking left sides for fun. Yeah. I mean, it really wasn't that huge, that big of a gain. Uh-huh. We ran our best lap in practice like on 25 lap tires. Who does that? That's not a, that's not normal. That's no. not okay. That's we got. We need some. All right, help. guy. We're running a long run here. Save your tires. Coming to you, Goodyear. <laughs> <laughs> At Little Sprinkle sixty seven asks, how would it be handled if a spotter lost radio contact with their driver like Blaney did with his crew? Uh, I mean, they not can, they can park you. Not hearing the driver is okay. Fine, but the driver not hearing the spotter or or the crew chief that's more of an issue than than I think. As long as as long as they can have, they can hear us to keep them safe. Hey, caution's out. There's a deer in the track. There's, you know, something. A deer? You know, anything. A, a cowboy hat. Fox? Yeah, fox, anything. A fart? Yes. <laughs> oh God, what is it with you today? At rsmith168 asks, Junior Motorsports has four cars. Three drivers were cup regulars. Why is JRM more attractive than a cup ride? How does JRM help develop them? Kristen, why don't you answer this? I'm not answering this. I mean, JRM is almost a complete package, man. Let yeah. me tell you something about drivers here. R. Smith one six eight. They want to go fast, so they they want to go to where they think they can get in fast cars. For sponsors, they want to go where they can also go fast and have marketability. You can't get much more marketable than having Dale Earnhardt Jr. as your owner, and you can't get much faster than we are because we're first, second, and third in the old points. That's why we want to be here. <laughs> R. Smith. What the Smith, dude? I mean, yeah. Best company ever. I smit my pants. Oh, There's, okay. <laughs> you I are ridiculous. JR, JRM set the bar, especially like on this side of things, too, as far as social media stuff. They have kind of raised the They're bar. They're the pioneer. Like this they whole, got this podcast. Yeah, honestly, this podcast is probably pioneering a lot of it's things. It's not even they. It's we. We have this I podcast. I mean, we are breaking news. We've been doing podcast. we've been doing podcasts here for how many years has we been doing podcasts? We've been doing it for like four years, five years. The digital and social platforms here are bigger than, yeah. than in my opinion, every cup team. Mm-hmm. You know, you're probably not necessarily going to rank bigger than Hendrick because of the numbers, but – we're doing things here that nobody else is doing, so they're imitating us. R. Smith, you're insulting us by even asking us why would we want to be here. We're attractive. Look at us being attractive. <laughs> well, look at this studio, man. Damn. It's Have awesome. you seen TJ? And you're wondering, you're asking why is JRM more attractive? TJ's here. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing this podcast. If you for just a saw Kristen's time. shirt at that Whiskey River podcast, you'd know why people want to come here to work. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Not how I dress at work. <laughs> 
We served. Do you remember that? Lunch? We didn't even take a picture of the guy with that thing. We suck. <laughs> my favorite part about that whole night is the fact that I poured my fireball shot in Clint's and he didn't even know it. <laughs> Oh, he, he knew it the next morning. Let me just tell you, he took that, he drank the whole thing, and he like had to swallow twice because it was. He's like, oh, I'm like, oh damn, oh, crazy, good times. So, do you guys have anything you want to rant about today? I'm, um, I'm frustrated about one thing. Yeah, I got, I got. You some. go first. I'm frustrated about this whole stage deal, where we were told that we're not going to do this again, and we did it again. You can't throw the caution, not in the stage, and. <laughs> You basically threw the caution with three to go. You opened pit road. That's doing nothing but feeding the guys from ninth, tenth on back. Like here, you guys go. We're going to swap freebie. the field. Here's a freebie. Wow, that's not fair. They didn't earn that position. So why? We, this is twice. This has happened now. Like this. If you're not, if you're not sure, you can't open pit road. Don't open it, man. Well, your running's where you're running. That you've earned that spot. So that's. I was really. I was pretty pissed about it. It helped. TJ gets some regular season points because yeah. TJ was running like eight, and then they open pit road, and and then we end up not going back green, which is what TJ's fussing about, which I completely you, get. I mean, we both did the same thing. When when you saw them, when you're you're counting the laps in your head, I mean that's part of our job is to say, okay, it's three laps until the segment's over. We open pit road, we go one to go. When when you miss that one to go. The only way we could have done it in the Xfinity race in stage two was to literally have a one lap stage end under green and they elected not to do that which was may or may not have been right to call i don't know but i'd have rather done that than it's just it's just confusing like it's it's hard to manage it and and to tj's point you gave the cup drivers a free pass because they don't need points so they're gonna pit they're gonna get tires and then and and they're gonna get fuel and then when you actually go back to to a normal cycle they're not going to pit. They're going to be the yeah, leaders. They're going to have the advantage. And you put them out there. So, I mean, it's it's weird. My my struggle was, and we see it at Bristol, which I was kind of okay with because it was a short track. But at Michigan, if you drew the bottom lane on a restart, you were screwed. Yeah. And when our tires, and, and I mean, we're talking about a two-mile racetrack, the six lanes wide, you ought to be able to run the damn bottom. You can't run the bottom because of the tire. So, my, my rant is – where you finish or where you end up after a restart should not be determined solely on the line that you're in because that's luck. I mean, we were seventh. Clint's driving his butt off trying to get a good finish. Ends up wrecking himself trying too hard, which I'd rather have a guy that tries too hard than not try hard enough. But we can't have the lane that you're in on a restart dictate the outcome of where you end up. And that's what we've got going on right now with some of these packages. Yeah, it's, I didn't like that race at all. It's frustrating. I mean, you're sitting there fifth, and you literally are coming to the green thinking, I'm screwed. There's no way I'm going to come off a of turn two any better than eighth or ninth because you'd go into one wide open, you get the center one or two, and all of a sudden that outside lane was just zoom, 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 zoom. And it's like, man, those guys didn't earn the right to be that much better than us just because of the draw of the lane. That's frustrating. How do you fix it? Mm, I mean – we just need a better racing surface. There's not much. I mean, if the track's a little bit wider, you might be able to get away. From it's each wide. Other. No, I mean the groove. If the groove's a little bit wider, you can get away from each other a little bit more. And yeah. And, uh, I mean, obviously the tire. The tire was so hard, it didn't take much to get out of shape. Just you know, it didn't take much. The the inside lane would literally go in the turn one, and everybody would have to lift. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. And they would everybody just roll around the outside of them. So, 
Um, one time we actually restarted on the bottom. We went to the bottom and got put somebody three wide. It actually worked out because we basically forced the other two up out of the way. It got real tight with them, and yeah. we were able to clear them. But other than that, if it was two wide into one, the outside lane just rolled. I saw Dale Jr. a few times up in the gray, and I thought he was wrecking. I mean, he made yeah. some good saves. Uh, Where'd you end up? Ninth. That's solid. Top ten. Top ten. Yeah. I pulled a TJ. I outran him all day and then lost to him at the end. I know. It'd be it'd be nine to six me if I didn't do that all year. <laughs> <laughs> so we're off to Sonoma. And I know that TJ thinks that I'm going to pick A.J. Amendinger right now. No, AJ's better tracks the Glenn. So I'm gonna not pick AJ Almondinger right Where's now. Where's our list? We don't have a list. It's yeah. on the back page. Oh, oh. duh. I thought we closed. skipped it. Um, so Sonoma. I, I mean, got, you're gonna you're gonna get AJ at the Glen then probably, but well, I don't know that because if I yeah, I know what is the week before the Glen, that's the Indy? determining factor. So I'd have to lose that one on purpose to get him, and that's the push. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with. The McDonald's McFlurry, Jamie McMurray. <laughs> that's who I got. Jamie McMurray. Yes. Sonoma. Man, Jamie, that's a uh... – Jamie's going to qualify well there. He's a good qualifier at the at the wine country, Sonoma. Wine. Yeah. I will take uh... – Jamie doesn't drink, so that's another – He doesn't? That's another solid pick. He had two beers with me on Memorial Day, and I couldn't believe it. Is that just a personal <laughs> choice? Yeah. I mean, he used to be fun. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'll never forget this. Uh, I'm not going to say who it was, but there was an older couple I was hanging out with, and the gentleman looked at the lady, and he said, they're married. He said, you used to be a good-looking woman. <gasps> and I was like, whoa, she's going to kill you tonight in your sleep. It's <laughs> mean. You used to be a good-looking woman. That poor lady. He's the same guy, though. He'll be eating a bone and ribeye and say, oh, why I can't lose no weight. What an idiot. Who would marry that guy? Man, I'm going to. You're going to die when I tell you who it is. <laughs> TJ, I tried TJ, to buy you some time. pick a driver. I bought him three minutes Yeah, right I mean, I've been waiting for y'all to get over with this. <laughs> so, I'm thinking Michael that that's what I was going to go with. I'm going to go with Michael McDowell. Solid pick. Road course racer. And the Sonoma isn't quite the speed as Watkins Glen. So yeah, it's more technical. And that '95 car has been, it has has had. Dude, I speed. looked up and all the children's cars yesterday were 22nd to 28th. Yeah, it was a team photo. Perfect, <laughs> perfect photo op. That's what I told Coleman. The 37 and 47 ride right next to it. I'm like, man, y'all got it's and the 13 awesome and the three weekend. and the 31 yeah. and the 27. There was a blanket over the RCR. I cars. almost thought there was some fuel mileage stuff going on that I didn't know about because they were all riding around back here. <laughs> Drafting, <laughs> yeah, single file. I saw Austin saving fuel in practice. Hey, uh, what's going on in Iowa? Anything good for one main or uh, anything? No? Um, actually, Elliot's driving the Chevrolet Accessories Camaro this weekend. That's awesome. So, can I get some? Uh, Chevrolet accessories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What hey, thanks of? for the uh, Oscar Blue shout out. Last night, drinking some beer last night when everyone yeah, else was at the airport. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. So we had friends that were stuck at the airport until three in the morning. So I just stayed up. Yeah. Had a couple beers with them. We they tried to, to land and couldn't land and had to circle for a while because the storm just got to the edge of the airport. We were we were going down and we were probably oh that's never good on a plane. We're no. Going down. Yeah. Going down. And we took back up. It yeah. was. Yeah, not I fun. saw a lot of um, DBC fans at Michigan. Did I signed you? an autograph, and I got two oh, pictures. Yeah, yeah nice. The one guy called me Karen, and then he came back and apologized Karen. for calling me Karen. They didn't tweet it? You he could, did. Oh, you didn't retweet it? I did. Oh, I didn't see you it. You could then. pull off a Karen. Yeah. I uh, like Karen. You look like Karen. No. 
Okay. No. You don't like Karen? What would no. you, What would your name be if you could pick any name? I like my name. Karen. Kristen. Stop saying it. Do you like Kristen or KB better? Stop doing that. <laughs> KB is fine. KB. No. Mm-hmm. Why? You think that's hot? You like? No, that's what I've been called since middle school. Really? Oh. Mm-hmm. You think you like that's Kyle like Bush? Tough. Oh. I had it first. Same initials. I'm the original KB. You are. Or Bauer, because I played sports all through high school and college. So. Bauer. Bauer. Just me Bauer. You didn't have any other nicknames in high school? Mm-mm. Nothing. Uh uh-uh. uh KB or Bauer. My first boss at NASCAR called me Killer. Oh. Killer. <laughs> Really, like we need to go find like an ex-boyfriend in high school. And be like, "Hey, what was her high school name? <laughs> like <laughs> legs or something?" <laughs> legs. <laughs> legs. Why? Why would you say that? Her legs aren't, but like six foot yeah. long. Yeah, you're getting a phone call from Monroe, North Carolina. Oh, it's. Do y'all get phone calls from these people? Yeah, and then you have to. They want your. They're like, "Oh, I need you calling about an extended warranty for your 1992 Suburban, dude. It's 2020. I don't have a Suburban. What are you talking about?" <laughs> Do y'all get that? I don't answer those calls. I don't answer if I don't know who it is, and then. But do you get the warranty calls, or you don't own a car? You rent? <laughs> no, I own. I don't answer them, so I don't know. I always plug them into that number. You know, it tells you this person that's tried to sell I, me this. Yep. Yeah. So. That's a good app. All right, so we'd like to thank Exalta. And thanks to One Main, and we'll see y'all next week after Sonoma and Iowa if we make it back. Bring us some red wine from red, Iowa. Red wine. I'll bring you some Napa Valley wine. You know, UB40, the band was named for the. Um, the unemployment document in in Europe that they had to fill out because they were unemployed when they did started not know that. Really? I I pop up video. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm okay, leaving. All, all right. right. See, Thanks, you. See you. Bye. bye. Holla. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliot Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 